This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Alright, welcome back to Patriots Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brown. Uh, we'll be starting the 2003 season in a few weeks, but we're going to take a little detour before we dive in and air some of the non-game recap episodes we've recorded uh, along the way while we've been doing these. So we're going to do those for a couple of weeks, and then we'll be back starting with the 2003 season. Uh, so this week is going to be a deep dive that Greg did into the Richie Incognito scandal. Uh, so enjoy. We'll see you soon. Greg. All right, let's get into it. All right, so I think most of us are familiar, at least remember to a certain degree, the uh, the Richie Incognito and Jonathan Martin scandal on the Miami Dolphins back in 2013. So just to give you some context as to who the two, the two guys were, um, Jonathan Martin, he was a... He's a second-round pick out of Stanford in 2012, so this all went down in his second year in the NFL. So he's still pretty new to the league. Um, his dad was a Harvard grad and criminal justice professor at Cal State. Whoa. His, his mom was a Harvard grad and a corporate lawyer for Toyota. So obviously... About Jonathan Martin here. Jonathan Martin, yeah. Wow. So, so obviously he had, you know, a decent upbringing and a fairly affluent family, right? Yeah. Um, as far as mental health issues go, um, he had had discussions about having uh, severe depression, um, and he had, you know, there's emails with him and his mom talking about how he had contemplated suicide before he showed up to Miami. So this is, you know, this didn't develop in Miami, but he had had issues going in. Gotcha. Incognito, on the other hand, <laughs> he, uh, so he was a 2005 third round pick. Um, so he'd been in the league for eight years by now. He kind of bounced around. He'd been, you know, he was a great athlete, but definitely had character con- concerns. Um, in college, he was kicked off Nebraska for all sorts of stuff. It looked like. They put him in like anger management courses. He had like multiple things of spitting on opponents, getting in fights, all that stuff. Um, Wait, multiple spitting incidents? Yeah, there was a couple. Even Romanowski didn't have multiple spitting incidents. (laughs) Yeah, right? He was like poster boy. Yeah. Yeah. So 2012, he was his first year in Miami. So that was Martin's rookie year. And it happened to be Incognito's best year in the, in the pros. He was a pro bowler that year. And uh, coincidentally, he got awarded the good guy award uh, for, a, for a player who best helps the media do its job, which is, <laughs> is pretty ironic considering how the media approached. Is it though? Because I feel yeah. like he basically be, wrote the story for member, That's exactly what I'm saying. Being a media member in Miami at that time hasn't been like dick easy. Yeah. Yeah, but think how much content he gave him the next year. He should have won that award multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> the stories wrote themselves. Maybe maybe we'll give it to him this year. 
Yeah. So <laughs> 2013 is the year that it all goes down, right? So this is Martin's second year in Miami, incognito, second year on, on the Dolphins. And a few weeks into the season, I think it was like November, um, Martin unexpectedly t- leaves the team citing emotional reasons. So that's all that we know in the, in the press, right? So all these rumors start swirling about like, what are these emotional reasons? What's really going on? And then um, the press gets a hold of a voicemail from Incognito to Martin where he drops an N-word. Um, he sounds like shit-faced on the call. And he says, like, um, I want to shit in your fucking mouth. I'm going <laughs> to slap your fucking mouth. I'm going to slap your real mother across the face. Fuck you. You're still a rookie. I'll kill you. <laughs> so once that comes out, Miami's like, you're done. They suspend him for the rest <laughs> well, of the year. Yeah. And then basically from there, the whole like leak to the press gradually comes out. So there's a lot of like information getting thrown around about, you know, coming from both camps. Incognito does a, a and sit down interview with like NBC or one of those people. Oh, I feel like I remember that. Yeah. There's not a lot coming from Martin. He's pretty quiet himself. There's like some stuff from his lawyer, but nothing really directly from Martin. Hmm. Um, so yeah, then the NFL uh, has Ted Wells. Recognize oh, that name? Boy, mm-hmm. do I. Yep. He does a hell of a job. Dude, how much money did he make off the NFL? My God. For real. So he does a, uh, you know, one of his official report investigation oh. things. He finds whatever the NFL wants him to find. Right. And he yeah. find, it, ultimately his, his, you know, finding was that there was a pattern of harassment between Incognito and a couple other players on the Dolphins basically bullying Jonathan Martin. And there's a lot of detail in the report. There's, um, it's more, um, so not all of it gets released, right? So there isn't all the text messages, which I thought was pretty interesting. So they like highlight certain stuff in the report, like some of the worst things that he said to him over text. Um, how bad does it get? All right. So, yeah. So here's how I got it organized here. I got the case (laughs) against incognito. And okay. then the case for incognito, right? Oh, okay. oh. Yeah, yeah. all right. So, the case against incognito. There's some pretty raunchy shit. <laughs> um, there's some stuff specifically about Martin's sister. I'll read you some quotes here. Uh, we're gonna run train on your sister. She loves me. I'm gonna fuck her without a condom and come in her cunt. <laughs> God. <laughs> Hey, J Mart's sister's in town. Get the plastic sheets ready. She's a squirter. I'm well, going. In that sense, if he knows that personally, then I mean, it is what it is. But if he doesn't, that's really messed up. Yeah. This, this next one's kind of ironic. I'm going to bang the shit out of her and spit on her and treat her like shit. <laughs> All right. That one I can have a track is wrong. That one is definitely wrong. She's a squirter. He's a spitter. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Hence the and, sheets. 
Yeah. And my personal favorite, my favorite quote to come out of this whole thing, hear your sister as a wolf puss, a fat, hairy pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm curious where these texts come in in context of the conversation. Exactly. Oh, we'll get there, Mike. All right. All right. (laughs) So this is the case against. Yeah. So then there was some other stuff about him like bullying um, a trainer. Like there was like a Asian trainer there and they were making like Pearl Harbor jokes or something like that. Um, some more of the sister stuff. Uh, he claimed, uh, Martin claimed that on the practice field in incognito, Jerry and Pouncey would call his sister a squirter and then squirt water onto the field from the water bottles. <laughs> and that while engaged in warm-up stretching, they would simulate having sex with his sister. Incognito confirmed these allegations. <laughs> <laughs> so incognito is not really I guess high. You, you can't get arrested for being a dickhead, I guess. Yeah. And he's not, he's not denying any of this, right? Incognito says, yeah, I yeah. said all this stuff. I did all this stuff. Is his sister hot is the other question. Does he even well, have a sister? Well, yeah, that's a good question. And also, did they actually date? Did Incognito actually date his sister? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to find that out. Yeah, stat check, Steve? Yeah, I'll do it. So then the other big piece against Incognito is um, there's a lot of N- Well, not a lot, but there is a a fair amount of N-words thrown in there, right? Martin's a black player. Incognito, obviously white. Um, so in text messages, in uh, voicemails, he's throwing that word around pretty flippantly. All right. So the other side of the coin, the case for Incognito. So when all this goes down, right, it all starts getting leaked to the press. Mm. There's records of the text messages between Incognito text Jonathan Martin and is like, Hey, how you doing? Like, uh, I miss you. What's going on here? And Martin's like, yeah, no, no, this has nothing to do with you. This is all, you know, none of this is coming from me. And, and, uh, it sounds like really cordial, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. Um, and then, uh, maybe like three, four months after like all of it went down, they released, uh, the text message history between the two of them. So this is like Ooh, over, over thing. roughly a year. Yeah. Over a year. And there's like over a thousand text messages between the two of them. Wait, and did you uh, find out why they waited so long to release all that? Yeah. So what, one of them, they, they said that they don't know where the leak comes from, but they, they were, um, you know, the thing I read was that they were implying it was coming from incognito's party just cause it, it, it honestly puts, some of it in context and you know it mm. shy it makes it look better for incognito for being honest gotcha because i mean essentially who's text who's texting somebody they like dislike or bully a thousand times right unless he's intimidated but it definitely right. like it gives like context because if you're picking and choosing like isolated shit which like happens every day now it kind of sucks like and i'm not saying that incognito is right or not i don't know the whole thing we're finding out but um i obviously it's a lot more advantageous to 
uh, pick and choose as opposed to just showing us what happened. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's basically what you got. I, I read through every single one of the text messages oh, and it was, it was amazing. I tell you, there's some unbelievable stuff in there, but the, the, the overall point of it is, I mean, these two guys were, it, it didn't come off as like an intimidation thing, right? Like incognito is inviting them out to bar. Like all the texts were about them, like going out and getting puss essentially. <laughs> and, and wolf it, oh dude some of it's raunchy as hell but <laughs> it, at the end of the day like incognito is like you know being like hey meet me out here meet me out there what are you doing tonight like let's go let's go to vegas together this and that and you know martin's is giving it back to him too he's not being just like a, a passive observer yeah, do you have some it, of right? like do you have some of his texts and like, yeah how- so there's one that um that incognito is kind of standing by where it's, he sends him a Martin sends him a meme and it's like, I will murder you and your whole fucking family. Right. So that's like, yes. So they're going back and forth kind of shitting on each other. Right. Um, some of it's definitely over the line. If you're in, well, yeah. uh, Give me some more of the like wolf pussy shit from like the Jonathan, uh, camp. Uh, so Jonathan's not so much like, He's less of like I'm uh, being like aggressive towards incognito, but he does mm. say a lot of like, I mean, he's talking about like coming on girls' titties and shit, like you know, like like raunchy shit himself. It's not mm. so much he didn't but seem like a like, guy, not incognito's sister or whatever, just some random, right? Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Locker room talk, as we say, locker like, room talk, right? Business, yeah. yeah, and to be honest. Dude, being a football player in your 20s in, in Miami sounds awesome. <laughs> dude, it sounds awesome. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. That, yeah, because these guys, you know, they're off season. They're just like going out to these bars, getting like the best treatment. They can do whatever they want. You know, they yeah, got all the, the clubs money. in Miami, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. So it kind of gave you a sneak peek into like, hey, what's actually going on in these players' lives Mm. You know, in the off season, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, but I'll, I'll get to some of the quotes in a little bit because some of it's funny. I just pulled out a few of them. But so another thing that uh, kind of supports incognito, uh, when it all went down, a lot of the Dolphins players actually came out and defended Richie. So, you know, the media went and interviewed every single player in that team and almost – you know, a lot of people said no comment, but a, a few people were saying, hey, listen, like, these guys are best friends, and I don't, I don't agree with this, you know, accusation of bullying, basically. They're, they were more forward than I thought people would be. So I, I, I could read you a quote from Ryan Tannehill, actually. This really? is a quarterback, yeah. quarterback speaking, yeah. He said, if you had asked John Martin a week, ago, a week before who his best friend on the team was, he would have said Richie Incognito. The first guy to stand up for Jonathan when anything went down in the field, any kind of tussle, Richie was the first guy there. When they wanted to hang out outside of football, who was together? Richie and Jonathan. Damn. So that, I mean, that's pretty forward. Right? Yeah, but here's, I'm going to throw this out there because, you know, um, a lot of this stuff pops up even with like the, uh, you know, like the Harvey Weinstein stuff, like his, his trial the like big thing that like his defense had um, on his side was that 
after these allegations and whatever might have happened that um you know these his victims would continue a relationship with him or or reach out to him or be very cordial or whatever now obviously like you know he's he's a guy of power and whatever so it's a little different situation than like teammates but what i'm what i'm thinking is so i'm not gonna say any names but i mean you guys would know what i'm talking about andy for sure but in growing up um you know i definitely know that I, i hung out with some people that maybe like you, you you how do you meet people right you're in a class together you like have some activity together and all of a sudden you're just like hanging out all the time um and you know that progresses with your circle of friends and as the years go on whatever and so certain dynamics start happening and i can say for myself there have been people that i'm like oh man like this person's my friend like they're cool whatever but like i don't feel that great when i'm like with them but you don't know why necessarily. You're just kind of like, ah, this kind of feels like shit or whatever. Yeah. And it gets to the point where as you get older, you change. Cause you know, I was kind of like quiet when I was younger, but then as I got older, I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm, I'm going to say what I wanted. And like, I felt like nothing matters anyway, whatever, fuck it. So as I started vocalizing, um, it changes the dynamic because it's like, oh, wait a minute. I thought we were this. And now you're like, acting this way. It pisses me off type of thing. But I, a lot of times I felt like I hung out with people who were like, you know, if I pissed them off or I was like, dude, just like shut up or leave me alone, they might set your house on fire. Like, you don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm wondering, um, and, you know, as we continue talking about this, I'm curious, was were they friends or was it a situation that like Jonathan never like opened up and like defended himself and was like, dude, shut up. Or if he actually was his buddy, they talk like that. Because obviously we all have friends that we say stupid shit with each other and it's not necessarily personally offensive, maybe to other people. But um, but yeah, I'm curious, like, were they buddies or was it a situation that it looked like they're buddies and he's like, fuck this guy? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a pretty interesting take. I mean, I, I, think, I think I understand. And you could argue that he, Richie does have a, a certain amount of power over Martin, right? Cause he's, a, well, that's he's, fair a, he's a pro bowler. He's a leader yep. in the locker room. Actually. People, yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, yep. There's definitely, so for, I actually pulled out some text from the, the texting that I thought was kind of like, cause most of the talk is not serious at all. Right. They're not actually discussing real problems and they're just shooting the shit. So it's kind of hard to get a read on that of, Hey, what would happen if Jonathan Martin says, Hey, listen, like, you know, Stop I'm having fun of my sister. Yeah. Right. I'm having a real problem or, you know, I, I feel you know, depressed. I'm, I'm in, yeah, I'm in the dumps this week, stuff like that. Um, Did you see anything in the text where he was more personable like that? Yeah. So there was one thing where they were supposed to go to Vegas and like, uh, Richie was like giving him shit about like, Hey, you got to bring $6,000, you know, cause you're the rookie still this and that. And uh, Martin says, man, I, I just can't justify this Vegas trip with what I've been dealing with recently. Let me know if I owe you anything for the room. And Richie said, it's all good. Let me know if you need anything. Oh. Which I thought was, considering the text leading up to that, where yeah. he was like, fuck you, you pussy. That one seemed as like a, all right, like he kind of gets it, you know? Yeah, that's a bro's text right there. Right, exactly. Um, there is one where... <laughs> I mean, granted, this is still kind of shooting the ship, but he says, uh, Richie says, what's up, pussy? I love you. Hashtag bipolar relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was one about 
getting a girl pregnant too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, was- I, I, I don't think I pulled it out, but basically he was like, "Yo, if you uh, did you like have sex with that girl last night?" And he's like, "Oh, here it is. Uh, you good, dude? Did you get some chick pregnant?" I'll help. I'll help you offer if that's the case, <laughs> which again is like a bit tongue in cheek, but it's kind of like, hey, you know, I'm on your team type of thing. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of hard to get a read on what they would if they had serious stuff going on. Right. Quick question, Greg: How many hours of reading was all these text messages? Oh, it was like a half hour. Oh, um, really? Yeah. That sounds like a well- them. See, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, no, it's going to take us on a tangent, so go for it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, most of it was, like, some of it was kind of mundane, but when I first started, I was like, dude, there's so much funny shit in here. And, like, a quarter of the way through, I was like, all right, I got to, like, filter down what I think is funny because all of this is pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I was going to bring up another situation, and maybe you guys can, like, you know, as we discuss – their relationship. I don't know if you um, have experienced this kind of stuff. I would imagine everyone uh, has dealt with somewhat of uh, similar situations throughout their life, at least one point or another. But, um, you know, another example of like when I was older now. So at this point, I was like, all right, you know, I am confident in how I, what I think and I'm, I feel comfortable like speaking, but I was, I was in a uh, work environment. And it was very like casual environment, you know, and uh, uh, coworkers, they're all older and uh, just kind of saying vile shit. And like, you know, you grow up hearing this kind of stuff, but as the generations like continue or whatever, things aren't the way that they used to be. And so it used to kind of piss me off. Like he would just say stuff and I, not out of a, a sensitive aspect. Like I wasn't like offended. It was like obnoxious. Like I was like, man, this guy is just talking out of his ass and I got to listen to it all the time. But I kept my mouth shut for a long time because I was like, you know, there's a workplace and like these guys have been around for 15 years. So like whatever. And I put up with this crap and I hated this job every day worse and worse because like these people just talked about the dumbest shit that I didn't agree with. I let it go and I let it go. And this guy wasn't a friend, but what I started uh, um, seeing happen was that he believed that we were friends. Right. So I gave him this false sense of uh, security where I didn't check him. And so he kind of just ran his mouth and I kind of just laughed it off and whatever. It got to the point where it was annoying me and he couldn't even tell, you know, like, and so it came to a culmination where um, I believe this happened like right after the uh, 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 Trump was in office and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks and I don't care uh, whatever you're for Trump, you're against him. I don't really give a shit, but the way that he was talking about it, pissed me off so much because he didn't even like this guy didn't even vote or anything so i was like dude who are you to like tell me anything and whatever and i was like i lost my shit and i went off on him and i was like you fucking asshole i've been sitting here listening to your crap and i'm tired of you as a person and all this other stuff. it was a little bit much you know i was like that doesn't you know, sound like you yeah a little too extreme you go from like being buddies to like all of a sudden it's like hey here's like a year and a half's worth of like why I hate you. <laughs> so I hate you. I would kill you and your whole like family. It's like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so there's probably better ways to like communicate. Wait, let them. me get the PowerPoint. Hang on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. So I probably should have filtered that a little bit before getting to that point. And I'm learning. But um, I also acknowledge that I gave that guy 
sort of a free pass for so long that he didn't know that he was like even bothering me. And like to his credit, like, which I felt so bad, but I was like, dude, just like do your job and leave me alone. And then like half hour later, he like bought a cupcake for me or something. <laughs> he's like, Hey man, like how about the Patriots? Whatever. We were talking for a little bit. And then he's like, you're still mad at me. And he didn't understand why I was mad. So is it, and I don't know if you guys have been in certain situations like that. I mean, you know, you meet a ton of people all the time, but those are two different sides of like this conversation where it's like, it looks like a friendship and one person might even think it's a friendship. So they're mm. like, no one's necessarily wrong in the situation if they're not malicious, but can it still be a detriment? I think so. It's just, no, but I think in the other case, though, you, you generally keep that guy at bay, right? You're not spending your free time with him. Good point. Uh, the, uh, the, well, the first scenario, um, I did spend time with a person. It wasn't necessarily like the, my first choice. So you were hanging out with him outside of work? I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean... I mean, Andy has been in similar situations, I know for a fact. So, and he probably knows what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, there are scenarios You like can that, say right? it. I, got, I was stuck in a pool van with my brothers. What? I was stuck in a pool van with my brothers, having to listen to them talk, pretending we were friends. Oh, boy. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? No, I was talking about oh. Oh. Um, just friends that we've had. <laughs> Um, along the way oh okay yeah all right i loved our time together just like that because i was the boss you just didn't want to listen to me oh he was your boss damn you didn't tell me that was yeah i mean it was very clear you were upset andy yeah why did you you hated that job wait we've been friends throughout that whole time you didn't tell me that steve was your boss he thought he was the boss andy was a great employee greg was the worst (laughs) yeah because you're because we're fucking cleaning pools, bro. <laughs> yeah, Greg didn't give a fuck. Yeah, you didn't listen to anything I tried to tell you to do. You just like, I didn't know you guys. Yeah, that's were because all Steve was that. like, "No, we're gonna change the world cleaning these pools." I was like, "Dude, I'm making eight bucks an hour in the summer. <laughs> like, give me a break. I'm just trying to survive this thing." And I was the other end of the spectrum, talking about how I hated my life. I wanted to to kill everybody. When was this? Around the same time. Yeah, those I are dark days for you. you guys working well, Steve, Steve started there, and then I joined, and Steve left, and then Greg joined. Oh, uh, okay. So we kind of all overlapped. But yeah, so I mean, I know you're joking about your brothers and whatever, but like you know what I'm talking about, like as we were growing up. And so my question is, and I don't know how it even happens because I don't even think like, like I didn't even know that I didn't like hanging out with like certain people until like time passes, and you're like, wait a minute, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Um, and then it gets awkward, right? Because if you bring it up, then people are like, whoa, whoa you know, what happened the last three years or whatever? Yeah, that's true. So I don't know if you can speak to, to that or anything similar um, with your experiences, because we were also like quiet people, um, but we, we knew everybody, we were friendly with everybody. But I think it's easy to get lulled into situations where then after an outside perspective is like, yay or nay, one way or another, like, incognito is an asshole or he's not or martin should have done this or he you know he's lying yeah. and it's tough to tell yeah I, i'm yeah. sure there's a whole lot of gray area too i mean it may have been sure. something like that where they may have been friends at the beginning or maybe they were friends but you know um martin kind of like you said kind of grew grew apart and uh that changed everything but without being in there like uh, i think i know what you're saying and i um in our 
friend group growing up, there were a few people that I was less than thrilled with. Um, fully chair, if you're listening. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, yeah. I don't know about <laughs> he may be our only <laughs> listener, so I don't really want to talk shit. I love you, Fully <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I think, um, and I think if you're looking at it from the outside, especially if you're like a passive person too, which it seems Jonathan Martin may have been, then even if you're, what was he? Six, four, 300 pounds, mm. like that you still like inside still have that thing. We're just kind of going to go along with whatever they say. And because Richie incognito is the pro bowler and the, the leader of this team, you you're just going to go along with what he says. And if he says you guys are friends and you're friends and unless like something changes, you know? Yeah. And perhaps his Harvard educated parents may have opened his eyes to some of what was going on as well. Oh, true. Like yeah. The way. Okay, yeah. I mean, you cover like the media response to it all. Yeah. I mean, the media is kind of what you'd expect. I mean, maybe okay. it's changed a little bit since then. But, it, you know, if the headline is, you know, incognito drops N-word and blah, blah, blah about teammate, you know, it was all yeah. like high level stuff. No one really Clicked got it. into the weeds of it, of like trying to look at the actual context of the stuff. It was, yeah. you know, trying to get people to click on their article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a gray area thing, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like I'm just, one guy is more just, nuanced. Just Richie Incognito has literally zero filter, and it's just <laughs> talking about right. wolf plus left and right. Right, <laughs> Incognito yeah. thinks he's doing a good thing, right? He thinks yeah, he's taking yeah. a quiet teammate and like yeah. pulling yeah. him into the group, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like maliciously intended by him. Exactly. It doesn't mean that it didn't impact, you know, Martin's mental health negatively. Right. Yeah. Right, I know that's the that's a tough thing. Is it, it, but if you look at if you look at the uh, the media reports, right? Like you said, Greg, just white guy calls black guy n word. Yeah, right. But it is also tough because there was an age difference, right? So when you're young and you're in a new environment, you might think a certain way. Um, and like you know how I think Andy said maybe or maybe it was you, Greg, but. Um, how his parents may have sort of enlightened him as things went on. Like, Hey, you're a football player, but you don't necessarily have to take this or whatever. Maybe he didn't even know how he was feeling. And then he figured it out over time. Um, I I don't think based on what I've remembered from the past that incognito was, was in trying to be malicious. Um, like Steve was saying, um, but it is tough. I was going to say, it seems to me that incognito had some like other shit going on with him. Mm-hmm. He was he was fighting his own demons, but I don't think he was. Well, I mean, I, I actually don't know. I mean, it was, I like he was caught some... off guard by it. Yeah. Oh, he definitely he was, was very surprised when it all went down, and that seemed authentic from what I could tell. I mean, what I find interesting is I I can speak like personally from those two scenarios that I said that looking back, it was never a relationship. Like you know, we can all talk about stuff and whatever. With those guys, it was never a relationship where. I really opened up about much, to be honest. It was like all on the surface stuff. So, and I definitely didn't confide anything. They confided things in me probably because of that false sense of security. But um, I never like really went into anything. Um, so that's why I was like curious, like if, if 
Martin had that relationship with him sometimes where he did open up because if that was the case, then it kind of makes it seem like there's a little bit of like a, you know, cost benefit thing between them. But if it's all just like wolf pussy and then every once in a while, Hey, I can't afford something. Sorry, man. Oh, it's all good. Then it's like, I don't know. It's tough. But then obviously it's on Martin as an adult to speak up if he wants to be treated a certain way. Um, so yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, what did you, uh, determine after all this? Yeah. I mean, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head there as far as it probably was detrimental to Martin, but he never said anything. Richie thinks he's doing a good thing. So there's no one that's really the asshole here, mm. but it definitely had a, a bad effect on Martin. Right. Mm. Yeah. But I don't I mean, think it's right to vilify incognito though, because he's, He's not coming from a place of I'm trying to fuck with this guy. He's actually thinking he's doing a good thing. So I, I don't think there's any assholes here. I think it's just one of those weird situations. Right. And I do hate the media because it's like, you know, we've all said stupid shit. You know, I mean, the president has said grab, grab women by the pussy and I, he gets a pass for that. Right. Yeah. So right. people say stupid shit. Um, and it, what people forget nowadays, it's context. Right. It's intention and context. So if Richie could say something shitty and we all can agree that it's shitty, but if he believes based on the environment that was created, that he is being funny or supportive, well then that sort of manipulates the intention. And so we vilify people because we're like, Oh, you shouldn't have said this thing eight years ago, but it's like, who was that said to? And what was the intention? Cause if you're trying to be a prick, then yeah, let's uh, fucking take matters into our own hands and ruin your life. But if you're trying to be funny or stupid or, you know, whatever it is, and you don't mean any harm, shit, man, like society is pretty rough on that nowadays. Yeah. And I think uh, uh, like a point to bit on that is some people would say that like, oh, the, the culture of the locker room is the real problem, right? Because it, it mm. fosters this type of like, it fosters incognito thinking he's doing the right thing. But I don't even think I agree with that because I'm sure there's plenty of players that find this shit funny and that are like, all right, True. incognito likes me because he's fucking around with me. You know, like yeah. just because one person took it hurtfully doesn't mean that everyone else wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's true. And it's like, if the, if, if he thinks it, you know, his feelings are hurt. So they, they, they remove that from everybody. Why does 10 people uh, on one side and three people on the other, why do three outweigh the fun quote unquote that they're having? I mean, I can agree that, hey, she, she has a wolf pussy. It's probably not the best thing to say. <laughs> That's funny. It's <laughs> funny. Right. You know, I, someone would be like, I wish Incognito called my sister a squirt. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but yeah, that, that's a language that some people, you know, it, it is what it is. So now I'm going to determine, I'm so high and mighty that I'm going to determine what people should and shouldn't say and when they should say it. That seems insane. Yeah. I think I his mean, parents had a lot that. to do with this too. Because well, there how was did some get leaked again. Uh, that I don't know. I don't know how they got a hold of like the voicemail stuff. Mm -hmm. But I know that there was transcripts between Martin and his parents, and the way he talked to them was like night and day to the way he was texting with Richie. Mm. Like he was using like you know some some pretty like. His language that was like vocabulary that was for like you know 
term papers. When you're talking, yeah, exactly. Talking to his parents, mm. you know, talking about all this stuff and like being like, you know, addressing his emotions pretty thoroughly. But then with incognito, he's oh, one quote I have here is I'm not going to make it to dinner. I'm shitting chocolate pudding every 10 minutes. You know, <laughs> it's, it sounds like he's just trying to be funny, but he can't really, he doesn't, he didn't seem like he could, he didn't have the same humor. He was trying at times, but it didn't mm-hmm. quite hit the mark most of it. I mean, the interesting thing is that, like, because I don't remember the timeline, but obviously awareness um, across the board um, has happened in the last 10 years. And I think, for the most part, I'm a positive. So when these situations happen, I think people have a little bit more tools or support where if something is bothering you or whatever, hopefully they're, you're, you feel comfortable enough where you can come out and talk about this stuff. But I mean, wasn't this, when this come out, when this came out, it wasn't like extremely talked about, right? Like, wasn't this like sort of uh, opening up the discussion like nationwide? On like bullying? Yeah. Somewhat, yeah. For sure. So, I mean, that's interesting because I think, uh, you know, the conversation has grown since then, um, which I think is a plus uh, throughout all this, even though their situation didn't turn out so well. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about seeing that in sports and sort of the discussions that it's opened up over time? About bullying specifically? Yeah, I mean, I guess overall in, in general. But, um, yeah. Bu- yeah, but bullying and that, that environment. Yeah, I mean, I've been in a lot of locker rooms. And I think like there, a good locker room has balance, right? So you have people like Richie, which are great, but then you also have people that are like a Matthew Slater looking, yeah, looking Mm. out like more like emotionally intuitive people that are looking out for people like this and that are leaders too, that are respected, that can be like, that can check uh, Richie for Martin be like, Hey, listen, fuck you. You, You're such a Neanderthal. Right. And I, Mm -hmm. and Richie would probably be like, yeah, yeah, I know. But then that also (laughs) makes it feel like Martin's being protected by someone else in the locker room, right? So you have to have both ends of the spectrum to to give it more balance. Yeah. So did this kind of deteriorate too, Greg? Yeah. So as far as like where it went from there, um, obviously, so Martin, he, you know, never really made it back into the league. He like, you know, was on a couple teams, didn't really make an impact. And I think he was gone within like three years. He was retired. Um, Incognito has had his obviously documented issues since then. There was like videos of him. uh, Ferrari or Lamborghini or something with a baseball bat? Yeah, he's definitely got his own uh, mental health issues. And he's been pretty forward about it too. He's talked about it in the media as far as like, listen, I battle all the time with my anger and mental health. Um, Mar- interesting, interesting. Martin, f- maybe, you know, fairly recently ha- put up an Instagram post with uh, like a picture of a gun and bullets yeah, and like this. tagged his high school and like said something about like bullies will get what's coming to him or something like that. Well, he tagged some of the Dolphins players too, didn't he? Didn't he like, I think so, yeah. What? Yeah, so it sounds like he's not quite over it. Oh, here it but is. I don't think I have it. He uh, so his Instagram post. It's a picture of a shotgun on a bed with a bunch of like shells around it. Hmm. 
and he tagged James Dunleavy, TJ Taylor, 68 Incognito, and Mike Pouncey. And hashtags are Harvard Westlake and Miami Dolphins. I'm assuming Harvard Westlake is his high school. And the quote is, when you're a bully victim and a coward, your options are suicide or revenge. What? Yikes. So I guess that probably explains the relationship a little bit with uh, some time passing. So that's the, yeah, I mean, that's the coward thing we were talking about where he's probably a little bit more passive in that relationship. So it might kind of Mm -hmm. keep me on something. Yeah, when I don't was know. that posted, Andy? Um, February 22nd. It doesn't tell me what year. Uh, Incognito still playing, by the way. I looked it up. Yeah. I thought he was done. Nope. Plays for the Raiders. No kidding. I think he got drafted in, what you said, 2005, Greg? 15 years? Yeah. Pretty long. Jesus. Yeah, I think he's a good player. That's probably why. So you want to hear Earlier, some of the... Hang on, hang on. There's more to this. Earlier, Los Angeles Police Department detective Peter Dumanis testified that Martin's web surfing on February 9th showed he pulled up a story about Incognito just hours before ordering the shotgun from American Gunworks. Whoa. So and I think this got him into legal trouble. I think he got arrested for all this. Yeah, I heard that. Yeesh. I mean, so I, I guess that... You know, at least it did open up discussion so that people can talk about this stuff. Um, because also, I mean, unless you feel threatened, you should definitely tell somebody, but there's no point in being in a relationship um, if you don't want to be in it and you're afraid to be in it anyway. So it's easier said than done, but hopefully it helps, you know, at least give us some tools. And I don't know, you know, what measures we're taking since then, but that like can help people with that. Right, and make probably makes people think, hey, is this all in fun? You know, yeah. if they have that type of relationship, it probably made them at least think about it and be like, this guy's kind of quiet. He might be, you know, a similar situation to Jonathan Martin. I should probably like check and make sure. Yeah. I mean, it's also like you can think of bullying as like it's black and white. Bullying is bad, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm sure there are cases where bullying is black and white where the kid says stop and you keep doing it and mm-hmm. that's bullying but this clearly highlights that it's a very gray area and the pack impacted jonathan for i mean years right yeah yeah, yeah this 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 five 2019 now jesus christ yeah this year, yeah 15 years later he's still feeling the effects of it and i think part of that's also the media coverage you got oh i agree yeah, yeah. That didn't help yeah so you want to hear some of the funny quotes from this? <laughs> yeah, you have to brighten yeah, this up to end it here. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them, like Martin's kind of like giving him crap, crap for something. And, and Richie says, oh, I'm sorry. I have puss swinging from my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's an image. Yeah. Richie uh, recounting the previous night. I got the worst hand job ever. My ween is so chafed right now. <laughs> oh my God. My ween. W E I N. Oh, I was going to ask you how you spelled it. No, oh, yeah. not wiener. I, I would have bet wiener. money on double E's. Yeah. My ween. He started spelling wiener and just couldn't, thought it was cooler without the ER. <laughs> it does sound like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that um, Incognito probably thought the word was cooler without the ER as well. 
Pretty he sure. just misspelled it because it's not a spell. And to be fair, it's he was probably like, oh, wiener, that's childish. I'm going to call him a ween. <laughs> so chafed right now. Worst hand job ever. <laughs> Two stars. Uh, there was a lot of talk about prostitutes too, which I guess is fairly common in Miami. Like they'd be mm. like, oh, you, you going to this bar? Or like, how is it there? And they're like, oh, no, it's all prostitutes. Don't bother really? coming. Yeah. Jesus. So Martin doesn't like prostitutes. Richie, can can you guess? <laughs> I'm gonna guess he has less of a problem. Yeah, Martin says, uh, "Nah, I'm grossed out by prostitutes." To which Richie says, "Ha ha, you cunt! They're strippers who go the extra mile." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh Richie. And then the last one I had pulled up was. Uh, Richie saying, yo, I got those chicks from last night lined up. Let's go eat with them and bang their mouths. (laughs) (laughs) That that shouldn't be funny. That's so funny. Uh, Who knows? Uh, (laughs) Whining and dining, baby. Let's go eat with them and bang their mouths. That's that's ridiculous. That one, I don't know. I feel like that might be our sign-off. No, wait a minute. There's still... (laughs) What about like? Uh, Thanks for listening. Don't yeah, forget. Wait a minute. Bang their mouths. <laughs> hey, this is awful. Um, <laughs> what about? Uh, do you guys think that this was going on in the Patriots at all? Like, just by uh, any type of thing that you might have heard over over time? Like, do, do you remember seeing anything like this coming from the Patriots side of things? Uh, I would think I mean, it's a more professional locker room. Right, but I can think about like, top of my head. I hear guys like Vrabel, right? Where now, like he's like long gone from the Patriots, but you know he's doing interviews, talking about cutting off his dick and laughing about it and whatever. And again, it's not malicious; it's just like you know some bullshit, just funny crude. stuff, yeah. right? So if you put him in a locker room with, say, somebody who might not like that kind of stuff, and that obviously Vrabel always came off as like extremely professional, but I'm just saying, I, I don't know if there were whispers coming from like anywhere else that I can remember or that if you guys um, can think of any. What year was Gronk drafted? Uh, uh, 2011? Uh, an alternate universe Rich Incognito and Gronk on the same team in oh. the same locker room? They would get along 2010, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was Incognito on the Bills in 2010? Because he went from the Dolphins to the Bills, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the doll and the Bills like passed on Gronk. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you guys have uh, any opinions on this stuff? I've been kind of talking about this stuff, but Andy, I mean, we we grew up together. Did you encounter some of this stuff? Because I know we were both quiet. Um, I obviously developed a, a little bit of a tongue as we got older, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you uh, you had any uh, or how was your childhood, man? <laughs> uh, I was never big enough to be able to talk back to people. So I just had to make jokes out of it all. So I got really good at the self-deprecating humor very quickly because I was super annoying as a child and people wanted to beat me up. And so I would... Uh, and I would as an them, adult. I would ask them hey now. To, um, to, to schedule it, please, because I had so many people who wanted to beat me up that I would see if I could fit them in. And that seemed to <laughs> defuse the situation in middle school. Yeah, so you had jokes written? You were already writing jokes at that age? Oh, off the top yeah. of my head, bud. Let me whip out the uh, <laughs> notebook here. That, that, got, that got me out of a couple. But, so, like, high school was pretty good then? Uh, 
No. Did we ever talk about this stuff? <laughs> so, well, like in we high school, forever. But did we open up about this shit? I, I, I don't think so. I, well, I think my uh, defense tactic in high school was to be seen as a Columbine kid. Well, yeah, you wrote me into that crazy nonsense. Uh, I, I didn't even know what you were talking about. You can, you scared me sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to keep you on your toes. But yeah, so everybody, every, and I would, I would kind of play that up a little bit whenever things, the heat got a little too hot. Wait, why did you do that? You think? That was a defense mechanism. So, but what did that accomplish? Uh, prevented me from being bullied more than I was. Oh, you're trying to intimidate. Uh, yeah, oh, gotcha. I, I suppose in my own strange way. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess we didn't really talk about this stuff. I, I can't remember having these conversations with you. Maybe we, we just weren't like, you know, emotionally there. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we definitely weren't. We were too busy wondering what it'd be like to hold a girl's hand. We were real fucking cool in high school. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's- <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is how you get to be on the uh, Pages Dynasty podcast or the host of yeah, the Pages right? Dynasty podcast. Because you have a, <laughs> uh, a real fucking shitty upbringing when it comes well, to I, the opposite sex. I don't know. That backpack you had was pretty fucking cool, though. Right? Mm-hmm. A little spiky backpack. Well, that, that was part of the whole Columbine look. Because mm-hmm. I had a hat, too, if you remember. That's yep. not a good thing to throw around, mister. <laughs> I'm not saying I was going to do anything, but I used that to my advantage. It had happened, and everybody, I, I, I didn't bring it up on myself. It's just as soon as it happened, everybody kind of slowly turned and looked at me and thought. Oh. Yeah, but what, did you do? You feel like everyone thought that, or looking back, like, or did they actually think that? Like, what do you think? It's a good point, Mike. Hmm. Um, it was probably a bit of both. How old do you guys when it happened? When Columbine happened, what grade were you in? Weren't we like freshmen? That feels about right, yeah. In high school? Yeah. When was that? That was yeah, April 20th, 1999. So I think we would have just been... No, because we graduated in 01. So yeah, probably sophomore, maybe junior, give or take. Uh, I yeah, I think dates. you're right, yeah. But I'm also wondering why that is, because obviously, like, you know, and I don't know if everybody goes through this, but, you know, you obviously felt that I felt different things as well. And maybe it was perception. I don't know, because, like I said, I, you know, as a 16, 17 year old kid or even younger, like I'm not emotionally evolved enough to probably process anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, I also felt like, you know, until like I got like older and like I said, I could maybe like develop a sense of humor and laugh at things. Um, yeah. I felt like things were a little bit harder before that happened. And maybe like you said, it's a defense mechanism where you learn how to just laugh things off and then, you know, everything becomes a little bit better, I think. But, uh, but cause I remember like getting into lots of fights when I was younger and I mean, you may have prevented a couple, um, which yeah, using my wit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Actually, one time you uh, you grabbed me and sat me down and was like, "This is not the one to do." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> Gave him a good spanking. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was after. Why do you think we're such good friends? Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm wondering, like, um, is that perception or because I, I feel like if you're quiet, right, then people might think that's a little weird or off-putting, and then yeah. they might try to reach out in however way they feel most comfortable, right? And that can sometimes feel like being, 
you know, demeaning or whatever. But uh, I mean, you guys are, are younger. Did you encounter this or was it a different environment when you guys were, you know, growing up? Yeah, I, I, I have uh, one from either side of the table here. Because mm. I was thinking about it of like, one, have I ever bullied someone? And two, have I ever been bullied? That's also a very good point. Yeah. So from the have I bullied thing, there's one thing that came to mind of at UNH. I was on a soccer team. And so this may be like my junior, senior year. When you first come there, we all shower together, which mm. is very like strange for a lot of the freshmen because they show up oh, yeah. and they've never had to shower around you know, a team, which can be weird at first. Like you get over it within like a month and it's after that, it's not a huge deal at all. But so to like break the ice, I used to like kind of be like in your face about it, you know, and just be like, yo, in my, in my mind, I was like, just to be like, Hey, this isn't a big deal. You know, yeah, yeah. we all got dicks. Let's swing them around. And, <laughs> and I remember there was one kid who showed up who was quiet that was in the locker next to me. And I used to like do the aggressive, like under the leg, like drying of my nuts, like oh. right, like looking <laughs> him in the eye. And like, I, I always thought he thought I was funny, but looking back, I'm like, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he ended up, I think he was a good player. So I think he ended up like finding his way pretty easily. Hmm. Um, but still, if he hadn't been a good player, I think, you know, it could have been easily gone the other way. So I think he was, he was comfortable by the time I left for sure. But those first few months, I pro I'm, if I had to do it again, I might've approached it a little differently. That's fair. Uh, what about the other side? Yeah, I was going to ask that. Uh, yeah. So the other side was when I was younger, I was kind of like, you guys are a lot, a lot quieter. This is maybe like sophomore year in high school. And there was this kid. That was kind of like, he was like the kid that was always getting in trouble in high school. He used to get suspended all the time. And I don't know like, how he like got me in his sights, but he used to just fuck with me all the time. And, <laughs> and like, I, there's nothing really that malicious, but one time we like used to sit next to each other in English class. This is my sophomore year in high school. And I, uh, I got called after class and the teacher was like, so there's something serious I want to discuss with you. She's like, someone wrote on one of the desks, Greg Brown is a big, smelly N-word with AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately I was like, oh, it's him. There's no fucking way it's not him. This is the type of shit you do. And I was just like, yeah, I have no idea why that would happen. <laughs> and then I had to like go and talk to the fucking guidance counselor or everything. But when I saw him, I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? And he was like, yeah, it's funny. Right. And I was like, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it never got like malicious and I never felt like, I don't know. He was like that to everybody. And he was kind of yeah. like a fuck up. So like he wasn't really in a position of power cause he was just, he was just, just a fuck. Yeah. Just lashing think, out indiscriminately yeah, exactly. more than anything. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that was my... Uh... Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, too. There's like a couple of guys. Um, once I started viewing things a little differently and, you know, you gain a little bit more 
social and emotional awareness, obviously, as you get older and you get experiences. But there were a lot of guys that had started out contentious, but because I had a different perspective on a lot of times, like I ended up like becoming friends with those people. And it was actually like a real friendship. And you, you realize that sometimes it's a communication tactic that they want to reach out and they don't know how, and they're trying to be funny, like you were saying about incognito. And, you know, sometimes it comes from a place that they're, um, you know, something in their life is not quite right, maybe. And it's manifesting in this way. Not that it absolves anybody from, from acting like that, but I also hate how I have to like, I feel like in talking about this stuff, like I was bullied. I was probably a bully too. We're all fucking dickheads. But I, like, mm -hmm. as we're talking about this, I find myself dancing around words and I have to <laughs> pause and make sure I'm like, it's bullshit. Like most people nowadays don't talk like this, but yeah. I think it's good to have this discussion because it's not just so um, bland or uh, it's also black and white. Black and white. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like, it is murky and everyone has their own experiences and if everybody just sat down and was like, Oh yeah, I didn't know I was bullying or yeah, I was bullying because of this. Like you're yeah. saying, like you might've done some shit that now you're like, fuck, that was pretty stupid of me. And you can open up to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've had a uh, coworker call me relentless, <laughs> which is like, I think like, incredibly apt. Like he's like, you're relentless. Well, like when you want to work and like, you have a goal in mind, you're, you're relentless with that, but you're also relentless when you like want to play. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we would have a bunch of the same shirts just cause work gives us a bunch of free shit mm. and we would match just like randomly. And I would love it. And he would hate it. <laughs> so I would always like, try to match him. I'd bring like extra shirts to work. How <laughs> did I go change? Right. And uh, he started a Christmas party with his now wife, and uh, he got matching onesies, like Christmas onesies there, and I found out which ones, and I went to Target and I bought one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, to my credit, he's like, dude, don't wear that. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, I get that, like, I'm sure, like, he, you know, in, like, you can compare that to Richie Incognito and Jonathan Martin, he had the wherewithal to be like, Steve, like, I know you should think this is funny and like, it doesn't really bug me that much, but if you yeah. did that, that would piss me off. And I was like, mm. all right, bet I got you. I'm not going to do that. Cause we're fun. We're friends, but I can see, you know, me, I'm sure I've taken it too far at some point in my life. Oh yeah. I'm sure I have too. Yeah. I've never really I, I can be relentless in that too. I, I, I get that talk often from even my wife where she just, apparently I'm like a puppy. Where as soon as if I if I'm home first and she comes home from work, I just like I'm sitting there waiting by the door for her to just shower her with affection when all she needs is to be like to have a minute. And I, I don't do that. And I also think that I uh, probably not uh, not just me, but I have um, some like social interaction issues, maybe. Um, with that me, I haven't quite figured out. <laughs> with everybody, Mike. This guy, <laughs> man, we can have heart to hearts. I don't see him for you. Go to a party. How many times is this guy going to throw me under the bus to get a laugh? Every this time. Yeah. I'll, throw every, I'll throw anybody under. Uh, no, especially that, me. It's everybody. I just know more things right. about <laughs> oh, there you go. That's what it is. You're lucky that, I, uh, that I, I, I do value our friendship, and I do think you're a friend. Oh, well. But I that could change at any minute. I'll keep that in mind. Fair enough. Let's keep an open dialogue. Yeah. But like you were saying, Mike, when, you know, I was the quiet kid in high school 
And so because of that, everybody thought I was the Columbine kid, but it wasn't just because I was quiet. It was because I was socially awkward as well. So I think to your point, when they would come and try to talk to me and try to open me up, I didn't know how to interact with them mm-hmm. um, because I didn't know how to interact with anybody. So I was, I would come off as strange to people I didn't know. Uh, I probably still come off as strange to people I do know, but they understand that I'm strange and that's just how I am. So they look past it. Um, but I think those sorts of things in high school, especially get you a bit of a, uh, a reputation. Yeah. And I think it's like age is a lot to do with that too, right? You've come into your, your own a lot. Now you understand who you are. You understand what kind of like people you want to interact with. Whereas at that age, you're like hormones are flying, you know, you're learning on the fly, how to interact with people. You're trying to finger bang. You don't know, you know, you don't know what's going on. So you just try not to get bad hand jobs that that shake your ween. Yeah. Shaking weans. Yeah. So it's like all that shit's going on and it's hard to like, take a step back and be like, all right, how is this affecting other people? Cause all you can think about is yourself. Oh, absolutely. True. And there's so many like people in one location, especially at that young of an age where let's say you have like a, a well-intentioned teacher that's got like 35 kids running around like maniacs. Um, that's, that's tough for anybody. And yeah. Oh yeah. Things know, are going to slip through the cracks. Exactly. For sure. I, I, I think it's like inherent in just, you know, you're trying to find, it's that pack mentality, unfortunately, where you're trying to find people that you can gravitate towards so that you don't feel alone. And sometimes, you know, there's fallout with that. And I think we're trying to figure it out, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's insane when you're younger. And even to your point earlier, Mike, I mean, I think there's a ton of pressure to like fit in mm. that, to oh, be God, a part yeah. of that pack. And then as you get older, you're like, wait a minute, no, fuck that. I'm just going to be me. Yeah. Guys, I think we just solved the uh, school shooting problem in the U.S. <laughs> everyone just, oh, everyone just we listened just to this about football, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can do another episode after this. Yeah, Richie Incognito is really maybe we'll tackle. Problem. Maybe we'll tackle cancer next. <laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah, that one seems black and white. <laughs> All right, maybe football then. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. With a little football <laughs> or not football. <laughs> yeah, whole right. podcast episode with no football or not football. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> not the whole thing. We gotta we gotta spread it out. There's only so much knowledge I can take. <laughs> Was that football <laughs> or not football? I don't know, dude. I see what how you much did can there, you take? Oh yeah, I'll give you some knowledge, buddy. Yeah, well, some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I see what you. All right. Yeah. That's some Harry Wolf hairy. knowledge. Well, if anybody out there got anything from this episode, fantastic. And if not, we strongly apologize for everything. We don't condone anything that we said. We're not professionals. And And as Mama Brown said at the beginning of this episode, we're we're very naughty boys. So, right. It's well-intentioned across the board. So, (laughs) God bless. Or not. God bless.